At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number three of VSIN Live Bet Tonight coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside. Jeff Parles filling in for one Wes Reynolds, who is uh, on assignment in Lawrence, Kansas. I'm sure you can uh, guess what that assignment is. But uh, still to come in this hour, we have the Parles prognostication yes. here to talk a little Let's NFL. We'll also talk some college football as well because we have six games in the bowl schedule tomorrow. Then maybe if we have some time, we can squeeze in some college basketball thoughts as well because the basketball slot or slate, I should say, is is jam-packed as well. Like, this is a triple, quadruple TV kind of day. Tomorrow is what we're talking about. But uh, I wanted to start off our number three, with a little NFL awards discussion. And one thing I think a lot of bettors and just, like, in the betting space, it goes unnoticed about how volatile these awards markets tend to be. And I think a lot of people, once we get to the actual season, forget about them. They think, all right, Summertime, the soccer awards, MVP, let's fill all those cards, get those bets in, and then we'll just let the season play out. But these things are dynamic. The market's dynamic. There's valuable bets that pop up from just one game result, and we saw that actually last night. But I wanted to show you this graphic here, Jeff. This graphic for the viewing audience right now, it shows us the odds for a lot of the awards last year at 2021 entering week number 15. So the favorites entering all the awards, all seven awards that we have in the NFL entering week number 15 for MVP. It was Tom Brady at minus 150 for offensive rookie of the year. It was Mac Jones at minus 450 defensive rookie of the year. That was the sure thing. Michael Parsons minus 2,500. He was amazing last year. Uh, offensive player of the year was Jonathan Taylor at plus 125 defensive player of the year was Micah Parsons at plus 325, which is absurd because no rookies ever wanted other than Lawrence Taylor comeback player of the year. Dak Prescott was the minus 800 favorite entering week 15 and coach of the year. It was Bill Belichick at minus 125. Now, in case you didn't notice the only person that won their respective award, I believe was Micah Parsons as the defensive rookie of the year. Everything else changed after week 15, which I think a lot of people think, Jeff, is not a whole lot of time, but still so much can change between now and the end of the regular season. Yeah, so uh, let's 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 go through what happened there real quick. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers played a primetime game. Tampa kind of floundered a little bit late last season. Yep. Rodgers comes back. Remember, the, the holdoff with Rodgers betters at that point was... <laughs> 
hey, they don't want to give him two MVPs in a row. They gave him two MVPs in a row, guys. Yeah. The offensive rookie of the year one, this was very simple. That week 17 game, and this is why we talked about Josh Allen, and, and we'll bring up Joe Burrow in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But premium games late in the season do skew this. And Joe Burrow won comeback player of the year because they beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in week 17. Yep. Jamar Chase came back and won offensive rookie of the year over Mac Jones because of that game where the Chiefs legitimately could not cover it. Yeah, he went for, what, 260 yards or something like that? And, and insane what he did. And then, for, and then the other two, like, look, the parse, the, the, off- the offensive player and defensive players were coin flips. Mm-hmm. Watt was, I think, was, plus, was very close. Yeah. Like, plus 375, plus 350 on Parsons. Coin flip, basically, in that market. Taylor and Cup were coin flipped the whole year. Mm-hmm. They gave it to Cup because they the wide receiver is worth more than the running back at this point yeah. in this day and age in the NFL. And then the coach of the year, yeah, New England, remember, at that point, New England was still overvalued. New England mm-hmm. had already beaten Buffalo in that ridiculous win game. This was right before the Saturday this, night game against Indianapolis. Cor- they, cor- correct. They won like six straight or something. Right, and Indy beat them on a Saturday night, and then they flipped around the following – or excuse me, it was week 17, I think. They had Buffalo in, there, in Foxborough with a chance to mm-hmm. win the AFC East, and Buffalo ran them out of the building. Yeah. Um, so, look, again, this is why looking at your marquee games down the stretch is important, mm-hmm. Femi, and, and we can get into this because there are yeah. – uh, other than, to me – other than one award right now, I think everything is in play right now. Okay, so let's start with yeah. the one award that you think right now is solidified, signed, sealed, delivered. Because according to that, what we saw with the graphic there from last season, there's still so much football left to be played. And like you mentioned, one marquee game can flip an entire market. So which award do you think is the one that Ryan is locked up for somebody. You're not going to like what I have to say. Oh, boy, here it comes. I, I, think, I, th- I think defensive <laughs> rookie is done. I think defensive rookie's done. I think the only way that Woolen comes back and hops Gardner is mm. there are two ways that it happens. Gardner gets hurt or... Knock on wood. I obviously don't want that. No. Or that week 17 game, the Jets play in Seattle, and Seattle, and the big problem for Seattle right now is that defense as a whole is dreadful. And it doesn't matter how good Tariq Woolen has been. And Tariq Woolen has been great. And by the way, yes, I know Woolen is longer than Hutchinson right now. I think that's a little ridiculous. I think Woolen still should be the second favorite and slightly above Hutchinson. But the way Gardner has played and really just the way that Jet defense has gone from the worst in the league to the second or third best defense in the league, that's Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. It's those two dudes. That's why they've taken the leap. Yes, I know Quinton Williams has been amazing. Quinton Williams... Surprised he's not listed on that because I think Quinn or or excuse me for defensive player. No, he was rookie. Yeah, no, for, yeah, for, 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 for defensive player. When we get to that, yeah, um, he was sixty to one today. I mm-hmm. don't think he wins. I don't think he can hop Michael Parsons or Nick Bosa. Yeah, but I think that race, barring a sauce injury, is done in defensive rookie of the year. I think everything else again, comeback player of the year is barely offered anymore, <laughs> and I think that's correct by the betting markets because. What does comeback player of the year mean? Who the hell knows? Because <laughs> Dak Prescott suffered a grisly injury, and we knew Dak Prescott was good. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. yes, suffered an ACL. We didn't know what Joe Burrow was at that point. So, yeah, you're, you're saying Joe Burrow's comeback player of the year because we assumed he was going to be good and he came off an ACL, mm-hmm. other than the fact with Dak where we knew Dak was good pre-dislocated ankle, and he came back and was really good last year. So I actually think it's right that comeback player of the year is kind of off the board at this point yeah. in most spots. And, and just to piggyback on that point that you're making about comeback player of the year from a year ago, I don't think people understand how crazy it was that it flipped to Joe Burrow because we're talking about Dak Prescott quarterback of America's of the team, Cowboys. the Dallas Cowboys. He had the gruesome injury the year before where his ankle snaps in half damn near. He came back in 2021 through a franchise record for touchdown passes, was minus 800 going into week 15, but the Burrow momentum was there, and he did it in a marquee game against the Chiefs, and that flipped that division to where Cincinnati won the AFC North. And it changed also the home field advantage. Kansas City no longer had home field and went to Tennessee. Like that game had so many ramifications that it ended up flipping Bro to winning that award. Now back to defensive rookie of the year, though, because I wanted to discuss this with you. Yeah. Obviously, Sauce Gardner, terrific. Like he is one of the best corners in the league right now. I mean, you can make an argument he might be the best corner in the NFL. If Aiden Hutchinson had the equivalent production of what Tariq Woolen is doing as a pass rusher, 
I actually think Aiden Hutchinson would be the favorite just because it's a different ball game. It's with a pass rush. With pass yes. rushers I'll get give you so that. Yep. much credit. Yep. But because Hutchinson started slow, it kind of leads into what you're saying about this award is probably done unless Woolen were to get three interceptions in the next four, three weeks, essentially. Yeah. I, I, I would think it would even take more than that because of just probably if, if, yeah. if Woolen, even if, let's say they play Kansas City next week, even if Woolen intercepts Mahomes twice, but the Seahawks give up 35, it's, it's going to get lost. It's a problem. Uh, Hutchinson's interesting because, all right, let's just let's just talk about how how messed up this can be here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the Jets play the Lions this week. Obviously, mm-hmm. the, the line got shook up with Mike White being declared out and Zach Wilson being declared in. Zach Wilson is considered to be so awful by the market at this point that even if Aiden Hutchinson has a big game this week, I'm not sure those numbers are going to move to like, all right, Gardner won't be minus five dollars anymore. But I don't see Hutchinson being going from like plus five fifty to plus one fifty. No, I don't see that. that Uh, So again, I think as weird as it is, this this Jet Lion game is one of the most fascinating games of the entire season with everything that's going on. I think it's the best game on Sunday. It is, (laughs) honestly, too. And as we all expected, is it is one of the most important games playoff positioning wise in most conference. That will be played the whole season. Playoff <laughs> positioning, expected. awards, but, but, all uh, these things are on the table. Femi, I, I want I want to go to I want to go to regular defensive player of the year here mm-hmm. real quick because you were you you teased it earlier. Micah Parsons was just hey, this is a lock. He's gonna win this. Thing. Yep. He's down to minus one ten now. It's crazy. Nick Bosa's minus one oh five. So you're having to lay a price on two separate guys now at DK. Mm-hmm. Judon's at forty to one, Chris Jones is forty to one, Mac, Max Crosby's fifty to one. Miles Garrett and Quentin Williams are 60 to 1. I think the only guy of those long shots that could possibly win it is Judon, but again, would take something magnificent and would take a lot from the other two. What did Nick Bosa do last night that caused this move? Because he he played well. He was press, creating pressure all day. Mm-hmm. The most notable moment of the game was his roughing the passer call from him, though. <laughs> so that's why I'm a little confused where. I don't think Pars- I don't think anyone should be odds on in this market. I think you should be having a plus price on everyone in this market. But why did Bosa move so tight in based off last night? That's bizarre to me. It's it's very bizarre, but I think it's also the market reacting to the chatter from last night. And Wes and I were doing the show last night, and I, I kind of will look at Twitter to see what people are talking about. And I couldn't scroll very far to not see something to talk about Nick Bosa is playing like a defensive player of the year. Nick Bosa is just balling out. Nick Bosa is living in the backfield. He was backfield. very good last and year. And while it was only one sack and he had a number of pressures, we talked about it a little bit in the first hour. When you do something, when everyone is watching and it's in prime time, or if it's one of those Romo Nance or Burkhart Olsen games, it is amplified 5X. Right. And the one sack that Nick Bosa got, it almost counts as if it was five sacks, to be quite honest, because everyone was watching. And also on top of that, the Niners, I think after last night, we all have just conceded the fact that they have the best defense in the league going away. And the fact that he's the best player on the best defense and also leads the league in sacks, I think all those things are working in concert. So it wasn't necessarily just last night. It was almost the market catching up to the narrative that's been building around. And and, and that's fair. And that's fair. I still think Parsons should be a slight favorite. He should be. A nice and, and I think he will win in the end. But, hey, look, narratives matter. Saying the thing that he said about Jalen Hurts on Von Miller's podcast, and he doesn't play well the last month, as ridiculous as it is, it's going to hurt him. That's a good tease about Jalen Hurts. We'll talk MVP when we come back here on VEASAN Live Bet tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. College bowl season is about to kick up, and VSIN has you covered with this year's college football bowl guide. This year's guide has picks on the spread and total of every bowl game from VSIN experts and Brent Musburger. Steve Mackinnon has power rankings for every team and breaks down the motivational factors that affect bowl games. Josh Applebaum will give insight into bowl betting strategy, and Adam Burke can help give you an advantage if you are part of bowl confidence pools. Give yourself an edge. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to check out the college football bowl betting guide. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is vcin live bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Jeff Parles hanging out at Circa. Uh, right now, we just went to halftime between the Nuggets and the Lakers. Nuggets leading at 65 to 64. We'll let you know once the second half market starts to populate and if there's a bet that needs to be made. But let's get back to some of these awards here, Jeff. We were talking yep. about Defensive Rookie of the Year last segment, also Defensive Player of the Year, and we outlined as well for the podcast audience, to, if you want to go back and listen to it, about why betting awards right now can still be very valuable because these games late in the year, have like they're heavily weighted in terms of the actual resume and can flip some of these markets as we outlined from a year ago. But uh, MVP is interesting because it's on the surface – a two-horse race between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Right now, Hurts is the favorite in the MVP market, minus 165 over at DraftKings. Mahomes plus 175. But then it's a drop-off down to Joe Burrow at 11 to one, Josh Allen at 25 to one. You hinted at this earlier. Yeah, you like Josh Allen at 25 to one. For the folks who are just tuning in now, why did that one stand out? To at you? the numbers that are out there right now, the two best bets on the board are Burrow and Allen. At those numbers. Because Josh Allen is going to have, okay, you have standalone game, potentially in the snow, which could be mm-hmm. the most mem- one of the more memorable games of the year yep. against Miami tomorrow night. You have week 17, Monday night, potentially to clinch the one seed for Buffalo at Cincinnati, and then week 18 against the Patriots if they need the game. And, and- they probably will. And they probably Chiefs on their tail. I think they will need that game in order to have a either clinch the one seed or have a chance because Kansas City schedule the next three weeks is just ridiculous. It's cake. And it's ridiculous. Uh, Houston, Seattle, and Denver the next three weeks. It's a joke. Uh, but I think it, at twenty five to one, and look, Allen has not been himself over uh, since that elbow injury. He just hasn't been. And even look, he suffered the elbow injury in the first Jet game. He didn't play well in that Jet first Jet mm-hmm. game. The Jets confused the heck out of him the entire game. He didn't throw a touchdown. He threw multiple interceptions. So, I, look, I, he has not played like an MVP since that bye week. Even in the second half against Green Bay, he threw two terrible interceptions. But with the way the narrative can flip, especially with Buffalo potentially getting the one seed, and that, again, that Monday night game in Cincinnati is going to, could very easily determine the MVP of the league. Now, I'm not discounting Jalen Hurts at the moment. He is the mm-hmm. MVP. Yep. There is no arguing that. And if Philadelphia goes 16 and it goes, let's say they go 15 and two because they sit everyone the final week of the season. Mm-hmm. And they're 15 and one in the 16 games Hurts plays, that's going to be very hard to beat, yeah. regardless of what Allen and, and Burrow and Mahomes do the last month of the season. But right now at 25 to one, that number's too long. That number should be shorter than 25 to one on Josh Allen. I guess the main question from the Hurts standpoint is 
if the Eagles beat the Cowboys next Saturday on Christmas Eve when everyone's watching, it's a Burkhardt Olsen late afternoon game. I think the majority of the country is going to get that game. Yep. If the Eagles beat the Cowboys in Dallas and Hurts plays well, is the MVP race over? It's pretty darn close to being over. That's the biggest concern where that could make, you're right, that could make my argument on Allen irrelevant. But here's the deal, though. You, you're in a scenario, though, where everyone, as we know, has no memory whatsoever these days. Let's, let's be real with ourselves. Fabi. That's a great point. We are, we, we are a instant gratification society. We're idiots. Yes. <laughs> so, so, look, if Philadelphia, look, they're going to win on Sunday against Chicago. That might be a tight game, but mm. Philadelphia's going to win that game. They could wrap up the division and the one seed with a win over Dallas. Yep. Everything's done. If they win the next two games, they are the one seed. The division is over. doesn't matter what happens behind them. They can't be caught because they'd be 14-1 and one and the next best team has four losses. Mm-hmm. If Jalen Hurts didn't take the foot off the gas, kind of play January 1 against New Orleans and January 8 against the Giants, you might not even see Hurts against the Giants. Then that's where this gets a little wonky. Because then you got a guy playing a 15-game season as opposed to a full 17. And it's not even his fault because his team was so darn good that he didn't even have to play the real last two games. So it's kind of a double-edged sword there, Femi. It is a little bit of a double-edged sword. Now, I would hope the voters would not penalize somebody for being too good and resting, <laughs> but you never, you know. never know. You never know how it works out. And also, <laughs> the, the thing that Hurts might have working against him is that let's say Allen goes nuclear over these next four games because right now he has 35 passing yards, mm-hmm. 26 TDs, 11 interceptions. If he goes nuclear and gets the number one seed and has on his resume wins at Arrowhead over Patrick Mahomes, yep. a win at Paul Brown Stadium or whatever the hell they're calling that place over Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. If he has both of those on his resume and also has better passing statistics and has the number one seed in the AFC, which we all have considered the better conference, that's a strong case. It's a good case. It's a very <laughs> it's a good real case. strong case. By the way, that's Paycor Stadium now. Oh, is that what they call it? I, I almost called it the whatever <laughs> Pittsburgh's now called now that it's not oh, Accusure or whatever. Yeah, Accusure. <laughs> but, you know, again, it's it's interesting with Hurts because I, I really do think at this rate, he he is the MVP. I don't think we can argue that at this current moment. Again, we showed the graphic earlier. These things flip. The only thing that I would be interested with, and you mentioned this earlier, because the mm-hmm. MVP voting is different this year. It's not just one guy. It's the one, through, choice. one through five. So... Knowing how some in NFL media are, would it shock you if there are some ballots out there that end up with Jalen Hurts fourth? And I think that's completely wrong. But knowing how some of the older school NFL media operate, a a ballot of Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, just throwing that out as an example, wouldn't stun me. And that's when this MVP race gets interesting. That's why this is a, a, the MVP market is much more different betting into than it was in the past. Because now you can get some wonky things that all of a sudden could, could really make what hurts, who should be a favorite right now. And I think he should be, I don't think he should be minus 165, but I think he should be laying a short price with Jalen Hurts right now. I think that is right. But you could end up with something weird because of the way that the voting is. Now, I don't think he would ever be fourth because I think Burrow and Allen will cancel each other out because they play that game in week 17. You're probably right. But, so I, I, but I think there's a, a situation where Hurts could definitely be third. And let's say they go Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, or Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, or, or Burrow, Mahomes, Hurts, you know, like whatever the combination is to where Hurts is third, and that might hurt him. And that's kind of why I almost look at Patrick Mahomes as the beneficiary of the ranked choice voting because I don't think – there's going to be a voter that doesn't have Mahomes in their top two. I think a lot of people are going to say, all right, I like this guy, but I'll put Mahomes second, or I just like Mahomes, and then the rest of the guys go down as they go. Because Mahomes, when you look at the advanced numbers, I know not all the voters look at the advanced stuff, but like the EPA per drop back and all that stuff, and also the narrative of they trade Tyreek Hill, and the offense is still as efficient as almost it is. Almost having his best year ever. Uh, almost having his best year ever. Yeah. And he's also on pace to, I believe, get close to or maybe break Peyton Manning's single-season passing yards record. Like, all these things working for Mahomes, and he also just happens to be probably the most popular player in the league. It's a tough guy to beat, and it's why Hurts has had to put together the season of, 
only lose one game and play as well as he has, and it's still only minus 165. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing is, you remember that Monday night against Washington, obviously, was a huge upset when yep. it happened. If Philly had just handled their business last night, this race is done. <laughs> minus 400? It's done, because if Jalen Hurts and the Eagles have an opportunity to go 17-0, it's over. He's winning the MVP, and Nick yeah. Sirianni is running away with coach of the year. Yep, they take the double. Yeah, and look, they still may win the double. Yeah. And quite frankly, uh, just looking at those coach odds, I mean, Sirianni's a $4 favorite right now. He's minus 400. Mm -hmm. I think that's a little steep. It but is. if Philadelphia goes 15-2, and two, he's going to win the award. It's a good chance he wins. It's a good chance he wins because the guys behind him, like, Everyone's decided the Vikings are terrible, even though the record's good. So O'Connell's not going to win the award. Which is crazy. Uh, uh, Campbell, I, look, I understand. People have latched on to Detroit even before the season, Femi. Mm -hmm. And now they're latching on again because they're playing well. I just have a hard time seeing any legitimate argument for Campbell winning coach of the year. I just have a hard time seeing it unless if they win out, and I don't think they're winning out. And then Salah, I mean, hey. If they go 4-0 down the stretch with Zach Wilson playing quarterback, maybe he steals the award. I only say that partially in jest. <laughs> uh, and McDaniel's done. I think Miami's falling apart. Yeah, so I think McDaniel's I, I think Sirianni, I think that's – if anyone's going to be a huge favorite in these markets, Sirianni's the right one. There's a couple names that interest me on that Coach of the Year one, one of which I have a bet on, uh, and the, the two names are Dan Campbell and Kyle Shanahan. So I, mm. bet, I bet Dan Campbell last week at 200-1. Okay, two hundred to one—that's a different bet, and and and, and, be, and it's a much different bet than the twelve to one or whatever, fourteen to one or whatever he is right now. I would not bet that. I would not recommend that because you need, like you said, you need him to run the table to go ahead and do it. But I think what you talked about of the people latching on to the Lions—that is one of the reasons why I took a flyer on Campbell because like every single win, you can feel it. It's bubbling. Hey, 200 it's to bubbling. 200 to one's a whole different ball game, man. It is a whole different ball game. We'll break that down, and we'll also talk some Kyle Shanahan and Coach of the Year as well on the other side. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a soccer, football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. Bet Rivers is calling all soccer fans to head to betrivers.com to check out our World Cup Daily Bet and Get. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I Two dollars. Wow. <laughs> wow. See, 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 Femi. Uh, by the way, I'm Jeff oh Parles. He's Femi of MFA. See, look, 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 look. The intro to your defense, to your defense, Brent Musburger is introing Wes Reynolds. He is. So I'll give I, I, I Hey, look, I mean, it's a, it is what it is. That's two, man. That's two. I, Two dollars. My apologies. Jeff Parles, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff Parles. The Parles prognostication is coming up in the next segment, yes. by the way. So uh, my sincere apology once oh, you're again. Good, man. Uh, two, uh, uh, if it's a third time, then it's a real problem. Oh, if it's a third time, then it's, if, <laughs> it's a, if it's a third time, I am making you pay me $3. I mean, that is going to happen. Seriously, drinks on me after the show if it's a third time. Um, we're hanging out talking some NFL awards here as we wrap up the show. Once we begin, we're going to talk some NFL uh, for the week 15 slate, including all three games from Saturday coming up in the next segment. But let's hammer through some of these awards here. I was discussing where to find the valuable bets. Coach of the year is where we left off. And I talked to you about how I bet Dan Campbell last week, 200 to one. And the path is really difficult for this to come home. Uh, it's going to require the lions to a win every single game the rest of the way. And at 200 to one, I was like, you know what? That's a fun flyer bet on a guy to where everybody loves him. The media machine is behind him. Every clip that he talks post-game after a winning victory speech, it goes viral. People want Dan Campbell to be a thing. They want this Lions team to be a thing because they were on hard knocks this past summer. But it's also going to require Nick Sirianni to drop a couple games, most notably I think the game against Dallas next week when everyone's watching. I think we're going to have to have that. And I think outside of that, if Sirianni loses a couple games, let's say they rest week 18, Maybe there's a chance that Campbell could sneak in, but it does require first and foremost them running the table and finishing ten and seven. It could be done by Sunday. 
It if he lo- if he loses to Zach Wilson, it's done. It's over. I, I mean, that's that. It's it, over. It's done. I mean, it's legitimately yeah. done. Which is why I wouldn't bet it at these prices. Last week, I was like, okay, I think they're going to beat Minnesota, and then we'll see what happens it, against New York. It's a very different ball game when you're getting such a ridiculous balloon price like you did, 100%. as opposed to again, it is still a long price. But again, you need in order for Campbell to hop Sirianni, you need the Eagles. Basically, you need the Eagles to lose to Chicago or New Orleans and lose to Dallas and then have to actually play something to play for week 18. And then you're 14 and three, and it's a different game handicapping mm-hmm. that type of thing. But I don't, they're not losing to the Bears. I don't see them I'd losing be, at home to New Orleans. Yeah, and the Giant game, if they end up, even if they lose to Dallas and they end up 14 and three with sitting everyone week 18, everyone knows. Oh, they played. Hey, look. By the way, Gardner Minshew could end up beating the Giants anyway. He can so, the Giants. So, I mean, I mean, it's a totally different now, game if, then. Now, if they punted on the game and lost it, I could see a scenario to where nobody's paying attention to the Eagles game. Then, if Dan Campbell and Lions go into Lambeau Field, the place that's been a house of horrors for them, win that game and clinch a playoff spot, I mean, imagine that scene and what that whole uh, storyline is going to be. Then maybe that's the storyline. But I mean, that's. It, it, we're so far away. The from only that thing we have to remember is that football Twitter is not voting for the for the coach of the year. They are not. We have to remember that they because if it was up to Twitter, the Lions could lose out and Dan Campbell would still win the award. <laughs> I was going to say he'd be, I, I'd be sitting good on a two hundred to one ticket right now. I'd put that thing on prop swap and try to find some money. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Shanahan though at twenty five to one, I believe he is yeah, at DraftKings around interested there. To hear this argument from it is very interesting. He's somebody I thought about a couple weeks ago when he was fifty to one. Okay, and I was like, and I believe uh, Jason Kahn, the producer um, for the Greg Peterson Experience, has some Kyle Shanahan at sixty to one, and he was telling me about it a couple weeks ago. And the argument for Shanahan is that now you're on QB three, and if you're able to run the table, and running the table for the Niners would be going thirteen and four, and maybe getting the number two seed in the NFC. At, at that point, I think they might reward him for just battling that adversity in a division to where, yeah, they were expected to win it, but they weren't expected to win it with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback. I could see something brewing for Shanahan just as like kind of what he's done as a coach over just kind of overcoming these injuries over the last five years. With this being the toughest one with Debo going down and then Lance and Jimmy also going down as well. I think that he would need a lot of help. He, yeah. I think you need a lot of help. Now, look, if San Francisco wins out, that's an 11-game win streak to end the season. Yes. So uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pretty darn good thing regardless. Or excuse me, it would be a 10-game win streak to end the season if they, if they win out. I, you know what? I think I would I, – I, I, uh, I know this may take you by surprise, but I think you actually have more legs at this point to say, hey, Kyle Shanahan's going to win this award than Campbell. Because I just don't buy Detroit winning, winning out. out yeah. I just don't buy that. Now, the this, only- this is the biggest hurdle for Detroit because I think it does get a little bit easier after yeah, well, this Look, week. that's part of the reason why I think a lot of people uh, are getting excited this week about what happened with the Lions. And what happened t- last night, where Seattle, again, Seattle has a tiebreak on them. I think everyone seemingly forgot that 48-45 <laughs> mayhem game in Detroit <laughs> earlier in the year. But look, the Lions are in a scenario where they don't really have the tiebreakers. The Giants might have a have a game against backups the final week of the season, yeah. and they get a game against Jeff Saturday and Matt Ryan as well. So the path for Detroit is, if they lose tomorrow, that path is slim. It's over. It's slim. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not it, slim. It, well, I guess to make the playoffs, they can maybe sneak in, but for the awards, they're done Yeah. if they but, lose tomorrow. And also, keep in mind here, I don't think the Packers are winning out. I don't think they are. I think they no. stink. But... <laughs> But the but the thing is though, if Aaron Rodgers cares, and it's a dangerous team, all of a cares. sudden, like again, I think, I think I uh, think Baker Mayfield's going to realize that he's not facing a Josh McDaniels coach team right right away on Monday yeah. night against Green Bay, uh, even though I don't love Lafleur by any stretch. But look, I mean, Green Bay being alive here could actually give you some juice with Campbell though the final mm-hmm. week. Because if that is for a playoff spot, oh, man. then like both sides for a playoff spot, yes. which could happen, then it's a little more wonky. It's yeah. an interesting one. It, goes, look, it is interesting. And they, again, Sirianni's going to win the award barring something nuts, but hey, mm-hmm. we're here to find the nuts. Exactly. And, and I think the bet for Campbell was last week when he was at yeah. much, much, much longer on. Uh, comeback player of the year, because we saw the ramifications of last night's result, Niners beating the Seahawks. 
Geno Smith, like a couple weeks ago, was like minus 900. Yeah. And now Geno Smith is around minus 145, yeah. minus 150, depending where you shop. We're starting to see the emergence of one Christian McCaffrey, Niners running back in this market. Do you think that that is justified? And is there a bet to be made in the Comeback Player of the Year awards market? So Goff was plus 352 in the one predominant shop that has it yes. now, uh, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's, that's what I think, too. That Goff is that short. The uh, the Geno Smith thing is interesting because it's kind of the same thing. Like, what did he come back from? He just came b- back from not playing. From the dead. He was a backup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Expect you to go there, but you're not wrong. Geno is but, risen. But, but it's interesting, though, because <laughs> McCaffrey coming off a, just years of battling injury. Mm-hmm. That's coming back from something. And the interesting thing is, we, I said this to you during the break, if we we're doing this properly, Nick Gates wins the award. Yeah. But because he's an offensive lineman and he was a backup offensive lineman to that, he's not going to win the award. He came back basically from the same injury Alex Smith had, mm-hmm. and he was able to play in an NFL, in multiple NFL games. Saquon Barkley at 25 to 1 is interesting. Very. Because what happens if the Giants, who I think we, we've kind of – We've kind of all determined that the Giants were fraudulent during that big run early in the year, and I think that, that, that is correct. I think they were playing above their heads. They had, they had the golden horseshoe in their pocket, and they got a lucky in a lot of those games. But what happens here where the Giants, yes, have three road games, but divisional game against Washington, where they tied the last time these teams mm-hmm. played. A game on the road at Minnesota where, again, the Vikings are, even though they're going to win a the division, they're apparently the second-worst team in the league. The Colts, who are legitimately bad, with yeah. Jeff Saturday and, and Matt Ryan. Again, it's kind of like Jeff Saturday winning that first game kind of all put us off the scent of how bad this was going to be and yeah. how bad it actually is in Indianapolis. And then the Eagles, who we talked about, who may not play their guys. Might be resting. What happens if the Giants catch lightning in a bottle again, make the playoffs, and, Bar- and it's because of Barkley's legs? That's interesting at 25-1 to 1 right now. I think he wins the award if that happens. Yeah, I, I think he's. And, I think that's actually worth a, a, a small bet at twenty-five to one. I, I agree with you. People are writing off Barkley as dead. Now, if he gets shut down on Sunday night against the Commanders, it probably goes from chance to see slim chance to yeah. maybe see ya. But if they win that game and he goes for a hundred yards and a couple touchdowns, twenty-five to one, you're going to wake up the next day and that's like six to one. I think because he. Be Plays in New York, and he has that going for and him. It's and prime time, baby. Prime time when a lot of people are watching. I think that's going to definitely be a big one for Barkley. Real quick here, we got 30 seconds left. Brock Purdy is at 10-1 to 1 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Something or nothing? Nothing. I agree. Nothing. nothing. Not going to play enough games. Nothing. Not going to play enough games. And the only thing that I will say, since Zach Wilson is back at the helm for the Jets, Garrett Wilson's numbers with Mike White would have ran away with this award. Mm-hmm. His numbers with, Garrett, with Zach Wilson at quarterback were very pedestrian. So yeah. this award's a little more open if Zach Wilson is the quarterback the rest of the year in New York. Let's talk about the New York Jets on the other side. They're taking on the Lions in a really interesting game this weekend. We're back on the other side. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abemafe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get in on football action this season with the Hulu Plus Live NFL Football Extravaganza. Compete free for a share of $55,000 in two ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools. Then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play free Hulu Plus Live TV. Like cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for the details. Welcome back. This is the final segment of VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Jeff Parles. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Coming up after us at the top of the hour, Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans as he gets to set for the weekend. And they also continue the Circa Football Invitational. Al and the crew from Brooklyn's Best just dropped the pizza off. Uh, best best part of the work week, honestly, seeing that pizza come in and just smelling the, the all the goodness. It smells delightful. It smells so it smells good. Smells good. I'm gonna give me a slice after yes. the show here. <laughs> we got 10 minutes left to go, uh, but we have some news to report from this NBA game between the Nuggets and the Lakers. You were telling me during the break that Anthony Davis is he, out for the rest of this game. Right foot injury, according to the Lakers, he is done tonight. So that is not good news in any respect nope. moving forward for LA Nuggets. By the way, have opened up a uh, well. They were up as much as 11. Now it's down to six. Five and a half live, 243 and a half the total right now. Nuggets 83.77 with 5.15 to go in the third. All right. Would you make any uh, bets with those current numbers here? That total remains high. I mean, this closed around 236. So we're trending over here about seven points. I, I, would, I would only lay it with Denver. I wouldn't do anything else. Yeah. That would yeah. be the only thing I consider. Especially with Davis out. I yep. mean, I, like the Lakers would just fall apart at that point. Um, so maybe if you want to go ahead and lay that five and a half, Nuggets up six right now. And it's only going to get worse the more the Lakers play without probably their best player, to be quite honest. I know LeBron's on the team, but at this at his advanced age, I don't think he's better than Anthony Davis when Anthony Davis is clicking on all cylinders. Uh, typically, Jeff, at this time, we would do something that we call the Reynolds Wrap. It is Wes's in-game betting strategies for the weekend's games, whether it be college football or NFL. But because Wes is often Lawrence, Kansas, uh, eating barbecue and going to all the local watering holes, we have you filling in, which we have done so well here this evening. And we figured, instead of the Reynolds wrap, we'll do the Parles prognostication. Talking NFL Week 15. We have three games tomorrow, Jeff. Bright and early, 10 a.m., 1.30, 5.15 in the evening. A full triple header slate, and then we get all the Sunday stuff. So it's going to be a big weekend of watching football. Uh, sounds like a hell of a weekend to me. So let's start here with the morning game for us out on the West Coast with the Parles prognostication. Colts at the Vikings right now at DraftKings, Minnesota, three and a half point favorites, total 47 and a half. There's some fours out there, but there's been some interest here on Indy or maybe a fate of Minnesota like we've seen over the last few weeks here. Um, what do you think this game ends up being and how do you see this kind of playing out? I don't get the move. I don't get the move. I know there's the, I know there's the trend uh, over 60% over the last 15 years of teams that lose by 20 or more and our underdogs cover their next game mm -hmm. as under their next game being an underdog. They cover that game, but you and I were talking about this before the show. We have a bunch of teams that are done that had late buys this year. Yep. Indian Chicago are the two big ones in the late buys that teams that are just finished completely. If you're Indy, if you're those players, you have a you have a guy who's not going to who unless if Ursay has totally lost his mind, which he might have, he can't be your head coach next year. You just can't bring Jeff Saturday back. It, it didn't work. Okay, you tried, didn't work. Matt Ryan is done. He's finished. He's starting this game for some reason tomorrow. I'm kind of surprised that he is. And I don't care that Minnesota by every metric screams overrated. I don't care. This finally feels like the game where Minnesota is going to run someone out of the building because Indy, I think it just, they're dead. And that defense, what we saw the 33 unanswered in the fourth quarter against Dallas, 
Teams that are done do that. Mm-hmm. Teams that are finished do that. I don't care that it was a two-point game in the third quarter after three. I don't care. What we saw was a team that was dead by the end of that game. And I think Minnesota rolls tomorrow. I'll lay three and a half. And if this gets to three, this may uh, this may be one of those where I'm uh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm uh, sweating a little bit too much by the end of it, even if it's a, a margin that's safe. I don't think I'd want to lay the three and a half because, like, when this line opened, I was like, all right, Minnesota more than a field goal makes sense to me. Right. If it gets to three, though, I'm with you. This is a bet on the Vikings and only the Vikings. I, I get that this team is overrated or whatever, but the metrics say, and I've been one of the people that said the Vikings are not as good as they appear to be from a record standpoint, but there comes a point where it goes too far. So I think we've, if it gets to three, that's that point where it's gone right. way too far. You cannot sit here and tell me that the Colts are the same as the New York Jets because the Jets were around three-point dogs against Minnesota a few weeks ago. Like, there's no world where you would say Colts-Jets is a pick on a neutral. Nobody's saying that. So uh, if it's Vikings three, I will lay it. Ravens at the Browns right now at DraftKings. Browns two-and-a-half-point favorites. That totals down to 38-and-a-half, so low-scoring game. Tyler Huntley cleared concussion protocol. He will start, and this will be the third start for Deshaun Watson. I think the wrong team's favored. Ooh. I think the wrong team's favored. Now, I understand why the number is what it is. You are having a backup quarterback who got hurt and got knocked out of the game last week, playing on the road in the division. You have a defense that gave up a ton of yards last week. Mm-hmm. but Mitchell Trubisky forgot that the Steelers wear black uniforms at home <laughs> in the red zone, not white uniforms at home. They wear black <laughs> uniforms at home yeah. and they kept turning them over in the red zone. <laughs> but what has Cleveland shown you in these two games with Deshaun Watson that shows them that they should be a favorite against a team that is even half decent. I think Baltimore's mm-hmm. a little overrated, but not in this spot. I, I think the Ravens win the game outright. Femi. So uh, yeah. This is three behind us. Yep. Before I before I leave, I'm going to take some three and be very happy that I have. Again, if Cleveland wins the game by a field goal, all right, I'll take my money back. Yeah. Fine with me. I took some three when Huntley cleared protocol and got ruled in for this game. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I, I I think Cleveland's a justified short favorite, but three that's a uh, one step too far in my opinion. So I took the Ravens plus three, and hopefully. This one works out like it did last week, taking the three against Pittsburgh. Uh, the Dolphins are visiting Buffalo. We have the lake effect snow on the horizon out there in western New York. It could be windy, expecting maybe 12 inches of snow on the ground by the time kickoff starts Saturday night in Buffalo. Who knows what that weather is going to be like, but we're expecting it to be inclement, which is not going to bode well, in my opinion, for the boys from South Beach. But right now, Miami's catching seven, total 43 and a half. I like Buffalo a little more than I expected to here. I think what you saw with Miami these last two weeks is what they really are. I think they are a team when they face mediocre to bad competition, they look awesome because bad teams have no shot of slowing down Waddle and Hill. They just don't. Mm-hmm. And two against bad teams can look really good at times. Yep. There's a reason he shortened all the way to five to one at one point to win the MVP. Seems like a year ago. Man, it feels like it was. Uh, feels like it was. Yeah, at least a year ago. But here's the deal with Buffalo. You know, it's it's weird because I'm lower on Buffalo than I think a lot of people are. I, I think even with how dreadful Kansas City's defense looked last week against Denver, mm-hmm. I would still be inclined to bet Kansas City in a playoff game against Buffalo. Ooh, okay. Still be inclined to do that. Now I may not get away with it like I did last year, but I'd still be inclined. Cincinnati in a playoff game, especially if it's up getting points with Cincinnati, I'd probably take it. But The one thing that Buffalo does very well when their defense is on, and especially when it's against teams that are struggling, this does Miami doesn't fall into the bad offense category, but they fall into the the offense is struggling category. Mm -hmm. Buffalo does a great job of whipping it up on you defensively when things are going wrong for you. And look, the lake effect lake effect snow could screw things up, but I'm I laid seven with Buffalo. The only concern I have is if Mike McDaniel is as smart as we think he is, if there is a lot of snow on the ground, do not put the ball in the air, run ridiculous run plays for Tyree Kill and Waddle, yeah. and get the defense off balance. If you do that, you might have a shot to pull the upset, but I think Buffalo wins his game and rolls. Yeah, it's a Buffalo or a pass for me. Right now, I haven't bet the game. I'm going to wait, see, maybe if the weather, it looks like crap, maybe the line continues to compress and we get a six and a half or so 
with the Bills. So I'm going to wait, but it would never be Miami with inclement weather and Tua knowing that he can't really drive the ball in those kind of conditions. Uh, Lions at the Jets, or maybe we call them the J-E-F-F. Jeff, Jeff, huh. Jeff. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the, the, the Jets right now, they've gone back to being the favorite in this game. So some spots have Detroit laying one. Others, where we're sitting here at Circa, it's one and a half here. We got about a minute left yep. here in the show. Uh, what do you make of this game coming up on Sunday? Afternoon? Most fascinating game on the board by a wide margin. Mm-hmm. I, I like the Jets. I think that defense will, will carry the day for New York. I, and also, too, during this great run for Detroit, the only good defense they played is Buffalo. And they played Buffalo on a short week indoors. Yep. That's a tough spot for Buffalo to flip around and play well in. I, outside, 40s, wind, cold. Goff usually isn't good in that scenario. So I, yeah. I like the Jets, even with Zach Wilson playing to get this done on Sunday. It'll be Zach Wilson out there, maybe playing for his career with the New York Jets. We shall see. I, no bet for me in the game. I'm going to be sweating out my Dan Campbell there ticket, we go. needing the Lions to go ahead and win. But that does it for our show this evening. Thank you to Daniel Alvari for joining us earlier in the program. For Jeff Parles, I'm Femi Abebefe. For our producer, Matt Santos, and the entire crew behind the glass, we wish you all the best of luck. Coming up next Saturday, Bet Prep with Matt Humans here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.